girl, Mike. G'day, Craig. I am going fantabulous oh, today. Fantabulous. Mm. Right, eh? Mm. I'm a man with no truck. So, you know, you see someone that's got, you know, you, you, you're missing something. Well, I'm missing the one key element that makes me go to work, and it is my truck. Where's So I don't, where's don't have a truck. Uh, sold to a good home. Free to a good home. <laughs> Put her out on the verge, and she's gone. So, yeah, I took it. I think they're going to bring it back later on, but I don't know. So, no, I, I had a guard crack out into me bracket into the tail light bumper. So, yeah, rather than push on and get through harvest, I thought I'd better do something about it. So, rang my uh, local fabrication joint, and they went, we've got not much going on today. Bring it in. So I did. So I Ooh. took the opportunity. So is this getting a whole new taillight bar and everything? No, just weld the brackets up, no. put it back on. I'm not. I'm not. Not a rich owner operator, mate. I'm full busted up. Love you, mate. You know, so. for all the chrome and. <laughs> no, well, when it gets its refurb, you, you know, it, yeah. it'll be it'll be cool. But yeah, oh. at this point in time, I'm just getting the bracket sort of welded up and put my guards back on. Guards are still good, but. Just the bracket sort of cracked in a little bit in some of the roads we've been on. And, mm. you know, it's all nice and cool to have shiny guards. But, yeah, geez, they cop a flogging out on the dirt and where we go. So They do yeah. some of that rough stuff, eh? It's, it's not, um, not yeah. truck-friendly, some of it. Nah, it's just not truck-friendly. It's not ideal. And, and I had a, uh, where the pole mounts to the chassis was mounted in 2001. And, you know, it probably just needs a bit of love. So it's a little bit like me. Getting a bit old, but needs a bit of love every now and then. It'll come back strong as ever. A little, so, yeah. little bit tired. A little bit tired. I am a very bit tired. So it's actually, yeah, it's been a full-on harvest over here. It's, you know, full-on, but it's been kind of, kind of busy. Yeah. But it is definitely slowing down, which is to be expected. We've had a less than average year over here. All yeah, right. Um, yeah. Which is... Which is not too bad, I guess. You know, it's bound to happen. Yeah. To be average, you've got to have bad years. So here we are, being average. So it sounds like we've got Mike rattling around here in the background somewhere. Mm. Hey, Mike, what's going on there? You there, bud? <laughs> hey. No, it looks like he's not there. You there, Mike? Oh, for God's sake, I'm trying to sort this thing out. All right. Well, you are lost. Ah, right. Well, God might not help you with a, with yeah. a headset. Well, it's a good job I didn't swear because I was very tempted to be swearing at, the, at that moment. And well, you fall. can't use blasphemy and swear at the same thing. My goodness, people yeah. will leave the radio. I, I, I was thinking that I, I thought to myself, hang on, I can't hear anything. Uh, maybe I'm live. I better just try and yeah. find out what's going on. Uh, can <laughs> not contain yourself. I did contain mm. myself, mate. I, I showed incredible self-discipline there. Yeah. How are we? We're all well. Oh. We've been waiting for you, sort of <laughs> yeah. crying a little bit, but we're... Oh, no, no well, we've, we've got the audio cleaned up now. I can actually hear what you're saying to me, so that's good. So, yeah, we had a bit of an audio problem before, didn't we? So well, we're right now. Yogi could hear himself too much, and then... Yeah. Which is lovely, <laughs> what lovely. A, you know, oh, like, yeah, just exactly what I want to hear. And I must say, <laughs> all that technical problem was on your end, not mine. No, no, well, there you go. I mean, I, I, I didn't ever... I'm not trying to blame you, brother. I, I, who, who, me or you, Craig? Uh, Mike. No, Mike. Who are you having we, a go we, at here, Craig? Because no. if I tell you, 
If you're, you're having a go at me about Telstra and, and, and having fruit, I'd get rid of both at the moment. I'd flick me fruit and flick Telstra. I'd tell you, I'd give you the tip. Two hours on the phone to them on hold today to fix the problem. And then they transferred me to a section to say that this phone number is still no longer connected. Well, I pressed the button that said, go to that section. And then you tell me it's no longer connected. Then they cut me off. <laughs> Sounds like a Bless. fairly standard phone call to Telstra, I must say. Just oh. leave, you, leave you on hold until your problem isn't as big a problem as you thought of. Yeah, that's right. And now, now I've got I've got a lot of gas about me. I'm quite residually. I will go on hold for two hours just because yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's hard work when oh. I'm standing there quoting on job. But <laughs> I've got customers going here right now. Maybe checking your phone. Yeah, I'm just on hold to Telstra. Unbelievable. Apparently, we've got issues. Apparently, there's a network issue. Now, if you've got an issue, like I've got an issue. So, at the moment, I can't send and receive a picture text, which I just tried again and, and might or might not be working. I don't even check my phone. But, so, I can't share a pin drop, I can't share a contact, and I can't share a picture message. But I think they might have rectified. I don't know. But if you've got that problem, Hit up at Telstra and have a go at them because there's a lot of people out there that are having the same thing, apparently. Yeah. Mm. So, which makes it very, very difficult when we're trying to do, you know, the next magazine for trucking life. Yeah. <laughs> when I want to send and receive stuff. Or I want to pin drop for tomorrow's job. And I can't get it. Mm. Wow. You sound, you sound a bit sh- savage, Yogi. Have you, had a, have you had a bit of a calm down, mate? You- you sound no, like you're not savage. Two, two you're not ha- savage. Two hours on hold, I think that would upset anybody. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not calming down, and I am savage, and I don't need a Bex, but I've got Woodford Reserve <laughs> and a bottle of wine and a bottle of uh, vodka in front of me. One of them's going to get a, a nudge and twist. But it is a uh, mid-afternoon here in Western Australia. Again, we understand it is only quarter past four, and that uh, you lot on the mate. East Coast are way off the money. With, I mean, it is just going lunchtime for you lot on the East Coast as well, but you're looking at your clocks wrong. So, uh, yeah. Five o'clock, five o'clock somewhere, mate. Yeah, but, hey, we're paying the price over here because our curtains are fading a lot more. Well, serves you right for having it, to be honest. So, I've yeah, even I'll... noticed the fabric on our dining room chairs is fading more so as well. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, it, it's terrible. Fine. Yeah. Kind of. That's, I mean, it's a lawsuit waiting to happen, but your dining room doesn't actually face the sun, but that's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> the afternoon. Uh, <laughs> the afternoon. I, thought you, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say dining towards a lawsuit waiting to happen. Well, it, oh, yeah, no, well, it's, it's not It's not built for big blades like me. I can't quite squeeze into one yeah. of the chairs there. I like to say, yeah. Well, it's, it's not a big room. Or no, well, don't have a big spot. table. Well, it is a rather it's large dining <laughs> table. Yeah, there, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So well, I like my big table that I've got. And I'm okay with it. You know, although it is getting a bit smaller, I'm doing all right. We I jumped on the scales today, and I I was pleasantly surprised today. Were Yeah. Well, I had we had Amanda's family Christmas party on the weekend, and yeah. then and then I went to work. Sunday and all day Sunday and so Sunday Sunday night I get the courage in and I'm thinking yeah, I'm just going to have a bacon sandwich and some chips for tea. <laughs> so I did. You've got to do it every was, once in a while. I was yeah. still feeling like I had a bit of a headache on Sunday yeah. night, you know, and I think it was not enough water or it was the pillow. I can't blame, I don't know which one it was. It was the water issue 
all the pure. But it would have had nothing to do with the alcohol consumed the day before. Well, I, when I went to bed, I didn't have a headache. Mm. Yeah, and you were happy. So it's, yeah, and I was happy. So it's yeah. got to be the pillow or not enough water. That's what I've come to that conclusion. But yeah. you would have had um, plenty of liquid the night before. Yeah, I right. was refreshed. So yes, I was. Quite, my fluids were up. Yes, correct. So dehydration shouldn't have been part of the problem. Well, I may, don't know. May, we may we have, did. May have been. May have been. We we did crack a bottle of port at one point. Now I know that is somewhat water, but I don't know what the port was. Uh, high so. percentage of water. It's a high percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, it was a good day. It was a good day. It was a good day. It was limited numbers at the Christmas party. There was only about forty or fifty people there. Right, eh? So yeah. few limited numbers. Generally, seventy odd people there. Mm. Right. A, couple, a couple of cousins were away, and a couple of aunties and uncles couldn't come down to the party. And so, yeah, but we, we had a great day. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful, and that's Amanda's mum's side. So that's only one side. Of Amanda's <laughs> Unbelievable. So, well, we must. Day, uh, before we move on too much further, we must uh, thank our sponsors. Indeed. Know your truck and height, Queensland Rail. Yeah. Do you know your truck and height, do you, Yogi? Uh, today I do. MT, one metre. One metre? No, that's your truck height, buddy. It's your truck height. What about the top of those outrageous spuddy smokestacks of yours, those chimneys, Well, I don't know because I don't have it because it was free to good home. I haven't got a truck. I was just saying because you're off fixing your head up and your headsets and whatever else you were doing. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like a person with no tool at the moment. I don't have a truck. I've got got another truck sitting there, (laughs) but I don't have my truck. You have no truck and height. I'm, 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 I'm afraid I've, I've just said I'm a person with no tool. I'm just gobsmacked yeah. with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I'm, uh, I've got no tool. I'm, I'm, I'm toolless at the moment. Where, where, where is it? Mate? Where, what's going on? Well, where's my tool? Yeah, well, it's, it's hiding in the shed. So, yeah, no, I'm getting, I'm getting some guards, um, a bracket welded on my guards and welded to oh. the tail lot. So I just had to take my guards off and do a couple of brackets, a little touch up there, a little bit of... A little bit of, uh, I mean, look, I'm, I'll go as far as to say it was good in Western Australia until I went east and then it was terrible. Then it broke when I was over east, so therefore I had to fix it when I come home. So there you go. Probably Daylight Savings did that. I'd, I'd say. Sounds like it. Yeah, I, I, I got no doubt it was probably some of those Victorian roads I was on, crossing over yeah. between Ararat and Maribor and... Uh, and again, yeah. I'll stand by my comment. If it's not a road that goes to Melbourne, it does not get any money spent on it. Yeah. So all crossroads in Victoria are wasting away. Because <laughs> yeah. they're not heading in the right direction. Because they're not heading in the right direction. The well, Victorian government's screwed. Like, you, mm. you what? Yeah. Well, again, well, on that, <laughs> before we talk too much more about Victoria, we'll just say again, no, you're no, your truck and height. Yeah, size, no, your size, truck size, and height. size does matter. 4.2, Michael. 4.2. I, I, knew, I knew that. I wanted to make sure that you knew that. And so yeah, everyone, everyone out there, everyone out there that thinks my truck is not going to fit under an auger, it's the same height yeah. as every other truck on the road, all right? Everyone that thinks, oh, you won't fit under my auger. Did your truck fit under there, your Mac, with, with sacks on it? Yeah? Well, I'll fit. Mm. Oh. Okay. 
Love it. You've, love just, it. you've love just worked it. out the power of deception. Yeah, I'm just a low-line lover, and I love my low-line. There, there is a unique set of people that can drive low-lines, and they love it. So I'm a low-line lover. You, you want to know what the best thing about low-line bunks is? Oh, the sleep you get in them. <laughs> well, you, get a, you get a good sleep in just about any bunk. But the, the nah, best, nah, part nah. About a low, best part about a low-line for me is when you wash the truck, you don't have bugs smashed all over the front of the buddy fireworks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's correct. You don't, right. Yeah. You don't need a forklift and a pallet. Yeah, well, that's true, too. And, um, or even yeah. sorting a cab yeah. over is pretty hard sometimes. To, yeah, yeah. and like, but my kids, my kids used to point out to me that, oh, when Andrew's here and he's washing his truck here, it takes him like six hours. I go, yeah, well, it takes me like two hours and I get it done. And I think that's because I've only got half the truck Andrew's got. Yeah. And they went, oh, that makes sense. Sounds like you're on a Jake break there, Michael. I, I was on the Jake, sorry. What happens? Oh, no, look, I'll, I'll go as far as to say, I reckon you sleep better in a 36-inch low-line box, and we've all slept in them, because once upon a time they were everywhere, than you do in a high-rise 50-inch. I know I do. Too much space, you're, you're saying? Yeah, the, 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 you can't, I, I can't roll out of that. I roll around, I, 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 you know, the only downside is I've got to put my jeans on the step, so... Mm. Don't be standing there in the morning if you hear the big Gen 2 fire up. You might see a big bear in his natural habitat screaming out of the bunk. But anyway, it is what it is. But, yeah, but I, I reckon I reckon it's much better. I know I, I stood up one day in my T600 and um, didn't realise that because I didn't have curtains around the cab or anything like that. And uh, I've given the ladies in the office where I was loading that morning because I slept on the loading pad. A great view of the uh, the full moon while I was getting dressed. <laughs> mm. Tell you what, I think mm. that's something that we should never discuss again. Mm. And I, I want to I want to retract that statement, Your Honour. We want to take grace out of that comment, please, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a great moon, all right, for, for anyone playing at home. Those poor people in that office. Oh, no, oh. that's workplace harassment. They're just going to work to survive. Unless it's a no, Telstra no, office, no, no. and you can all do the moons at a Telstra office. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were traumatised, mate, I tell you. <laughs> they, 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 did, they did send a delegate out to tell me that people could see you six times. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, that's all for tonight, gentlemen. Thanks for your show. Uh, we'll wrap this one up. And uh, righto. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Terrible, terrible stuff. Well, tonight we do have uh, the Senator Glenn Stirl on. And yep. And to talk about the uh, closing the loopholes a bit and where, where it's at at the moment. We're going to have Brad on about half past eight tonight, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, just for those yeah. who always pressure us about um, what time it's going to be on. So yeah. um, about about 8.30, and he's, he just wants to have a chat about a bit of highway etiquette. That's right, yeah. Now he rang me up uh, and asked if he could come on the show, and I said, absolutely, mate, let's come on the come on that of a chat. So. All, uh, it used to be the retirement go. run, didn't it? When they used to be called the old the slipper run or the armchair That's run right. or something Mel- like that. That's right. Melbourne Adelaide. Sure. Yeah. Melbourne Adelaide. Yeah, you had to make sure you had your cardigan and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Is that so you get your special at the roadhouses? Well, so you'd actually fit in the dress code, what wise? <laughs> no, it was it was always considered a bit of a retirement job. It was never considered to be as difficult as running Melbourne Sydney. Yeah, I suppose back in the days, not as many towns, I guess. Well, They'd I don't, still I don't be the know. Same towns, wouldn't they? Yeah, 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 they're still the same. Yeah. But they haven't, haven't, um, like Melbourne. No, nah, be, there would have been more towns on the Hume than there would have been between Melbourne and Adelaide. Yeah, but back Mel- in Mel- the day. Melbourne to Adelaide, those towns are probably still on the highway. Yeah, which is good. That's yeah. why now it's probably a good run, whereas your Hume, Hume run probably the retirement run. All your Hume runners have probably got it easy now. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, text in mate. 0491 <laughs> I'm southbound towards Albury at the moment, mate. I'm about to go straight through the bypass in the middle. Mm. I, don't, yep. I, I don't miss the five ways and all that sort of stuff. Although I do miss things like the crazy house, though. Used to go to the crazy house and have a bit of a bit of fun there. Mm. You know, the things have changed. We don't. We certainly don't have uh, have those sort of quality of roadhouses anymore that we used to go on. I suppose Albury, there's um, at least the BP there's reasonably accessible still. Um, the, the the BP at Lavington. Yeah. Yeah, that's reasonably accessible. And, of course, there's the other big one on, at Barnawatha on the other side. The big which which I've there. always found to be quite an impressive roadhouse, even through the, t- the tougher mask-wearing times. Um, yeah. Know, it was always fairly accommodating after you'd spent a few hours on the, on the border trying to get through. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, it's certainly become one of my favourites, the uh, BP at Barnawatha. Hmm. So, yes, very, very good. So what else are we going to talk about before we get Glenn on in about six minutes' time? We've got everything pretty much covered off, have we? What did I miss? Well, we might we might have to retract all statements about Telstra. I can actually send a message now. So, well, there you wow. Go. Thanks, Telstra, for being so supportive. Yeah, they're on the board. They're obviously there doing some overtime tonight, Yogi, to, mm. to fix mm. your, your problem. Mm, mm, I'm, I'm not, not sold on it yet. I've, I've still got to go inside and see if it'll happen to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. I imagine someone got off the phone and stood up and said, hey, we've had Yogi Kendall on the phone. Um, yeah. we better fix this problem. And someone went, oh, shit, yeah, right now. Yep. From On The Road Media. Yeah, yep. That's right. And, yeah. uh, oh, so it's like so. talking Telstra. I tagged Telstra in that Instagram post I did the other day about that drum. About how, yeah. oh, mate, they had no phone range and he just found the drum. And so that, that Telstra was actually replying to people that were replying to that post. Right. Wow. It was, there's 22 comments on that thread on Instagram. And it was really, really good of Telstra. I mean, it was very tramline. It was actually not an automated thing. Very tramline. Oh, you know, we've got 90% coverage of Australia. Sometimes the network lets us down. We're, we're the best at what we do, but we've got issues. And, you know, it was all very fluffy and warm and fuzzy, but it was actually somebody there was answering the people who go, and I replied, look, I'm sick of paying for a premium business service and only getting half the product, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, another comment was, oh, you know, well, look, we're trying and we're doing this and we've, we've got network coverage, but it does lapse a little bit. Like, well, it lapses everywhere between towns in Western Australia. Mm. Yeah. So, 
get get yourself sorted before but you it's, sort it's of come back to the party. One of those things, and you know, we'll go a little bit politically. When you know we've now sold off all our telecommunications to so many different providers, and instead of building a network across the country, they've they've divvied it up. So everyone's trying to you know get their own little piece. Whereas imagine if we just left it as one and, and it had the capability to, to build a network across the whole of Australia instead of multiple towers for multiple companies doing multiple different things. And, you know, even Telstra that has its own little branches when you, you know, I've recently, you know, for our lines here, thought I'll just go and get a, a couple of prepaids to do some trials on um, on on phone lines and that. And lo and behold, Boost um, still owned by Telstra. Yeah, right. No. So no. you know all the other networks that use the Telstra network, but they're all battled now in this retail um, field instead of building a better network. You know, but yeah, what can you say mm. that's the way that's mm. the way they roll. That's mm. the way they roll. But what I, I, frustrates me. As you go to your Telstra shop with a phone, with a problem for your Telstra phone, as I have, and uh, they don't want to fix it at the Telstra shop. No, they want you to go online and root around and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no sign up and get an app and get yeah, a customer no service one, number. I don't want to do that. I want to fix it. Mm. No, one, no one actually wants to do anything for you unless you want to buy a damn phone. Yeah, That's the way it seems to me. I think the funniest ones are now when you're driving through spots where your phone doesn't work and you get mm. a message, a text message that says, we're upgrading the service. Oh, so I, I did that the other day. So you know how you delete the text message and now because I've updated my phone, it says you can delete the text message and report it as spam? So I did mm. that. Oh. So I, delete, I deleted the Telstra message saying we're upgrading this network and I reported yep. that as spam. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. And hence probably why I'm having Telstra issues now. I was going to say, now you're both. They've got me. They've got me there at Telstra HQ. One of them, actually, one of my cousins works for Telstra and, and I, um, for a while there with the pub we used to drink at had no phone range and I used to mention that to him. This is fantastic. Don't ever change this. And then all of a sudden yeah. the network got better and we got phone range at the pub. Oh, no. And that was your Yeah, so I don't, oh, yeah, I don't particularly like that now. Because mm. you, be, you can be pretending to be out working when, you, when you, you've reached Yogi from Candle Trucking and yeah. the phone does not work. Now they can find you. <laughs> yeah, now they can find me. Ah, it's, not good. it's not good some days. Yes, yeah, so anyway... Anyway, so all, all, we're all good. Back on track. Life is good. So we might, might uh, break to a song. Yep. See if we can get the senator on the phone. We'll um, go with a bit of cold chisel. Cause oh. Some of my favourites. No, no one sent me any song requests. The, uh, well, Jimmy's having some... open heart surgery at the moment. We're going to have open heart surgery. Yeah, right. Is he? Yeah, I knew he, he, said I knew he, was, he was in hospital with an amazer or something a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he said he's as fit as he's ever been recently, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's going in for open-heart surgery. Mm. So. Well, Matt Case, you're not as fit as you've ever been, are you? Oh, well, well, yeah, true. <laughs> She's all right then. What do you say to the test surgeon? Oh, let's, let's just go and crack your chest and have a bit of a squeeze there. Jimmy Barnes actually got a heart. Let's find out. 
Well, he's had, he's had yeah, a he's got a big heart. He's had a fair crack. He's sung his heart out for years, you yeah. lot. He's got a big heart. Oh. He's taking his own body weight and drugs and grog as well, so... Well, well maybe. We don't know. <laughs> he said he's admitted it. Maybe. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Play the song. Play the song? Play the song. Oh, I know. Bow, Bow River. Everyone will be right there. Oh, I have a
Yeah. No, it's not me. I'm, I'm sitting here quietly. Yeah. I'll anyway. drop out. Anyway, so, um, Glenn, Sterl, you're on the line. Hello, Craig. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm going good, mate. Sorry, we're just having a few little technical issues here. I'm not sure what's going it's on. It's just been one of those nights that what's happened is that Yogi's been bagging the hell out of Deltra. <laughs> Uh, and I reckon that they've been listening and they'll, oh, you, you get this, we'll give you, give you a bloody run for your money. Mm. Oh, yeah. Senator Stoll, welcome to the show. How are you, mate? Mike, I'm absolutely top of the world, mate. How are you? All right. How do you truck it? <laughs> Only way to be, mate. Yeah. I've hung out the boots. I've hung out the boots now. Oh, no? Yeah, you have for the day or? No, till the new year. No, if you're trucking boots, I'm off till the new year. Right, eh? right, eh? right. Oh, I tell you what, mate, you've been out and about. You've been a bit over, bit of bit everywhere. We've got some interesting stuff that's happened with the closing the loopholes bill. We want to, we want to sort of get through, mate. Now, just before we get started, you and I haven't spoken for several weeks, have we? No, mate. Last time we spoke was when we were on this show together, mate. Right, eh? so, yeah, so, I so. Uh, and the reason why I want to make that perfectly clear is because I want to make sure that everyone understands that one of the things I respect about Senator Glenn Searle is that he comes on the show and we don't have a preordained list of questions that we can or can't ask. Nothing is out of bounds. And that's that's right. fairly right, isn't it, Glenn? Spot on, mate. Right, so there's a there's a couple of questions that that you're going to get tonight, mate. You might not bother me a beer when we're done. I hope we're still friends. Hey, listen, mate, I don't have a problem because I always tell the truth. There you go, mate. Mm -hmm. A politician that, politician that tells the truth. That like, That's why I'm still sitting on the back bench. <laughs> I was going to say, mate, is that, uh, there's a joke there about a lady in fishnet stockings. <laughs> anyway, no, no. it's not too early in the day. Hello, what are we right. Yogi trying to get... No, no one can no one can hear that. We'll just try him. What's going? There you go. There you go, Yogi from Kendall Trucking and Joe. Yeah. He's oh not dear, oh dear. Tells was just a wonderful. He's at home in Katanning too, by the way. It's not as if he's in the middle of nowhere. Well, Katanning is in the middle of nowhere, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. No, not really. Yeah. Well, technically speaking, I don't know. Anyway, Senator Stirl, closing the loopholes, mate. Where are we at? Tell me what you've got to say. All right, mate. Well, I was sitting there minding my own business Thursday morning. There was that much of a secret. None of us knew that the loopholes was going through. I've got to tell yeah. you, mate, it took me, uh, took me by absolute surprise, and I mean that. I did not know. It was yeah. the best-kept secret. Um, and I was gobsmacked, and then I was—I had a roller coaster of emotions, Mike, because I thought you ripper. And then I found out that it wasn't our transport reform, which which put a little yeah. bit of a damper on it. Because I just thought to myself, so uh, Senators Pocock and Landy did the deal to well, they did all the hard stuff. They did the same job, same pay. Um, they did the uh, wage. Uh, legalised wage theft, um, all, all the hard stuff. The only, the only stuff I believe they left out with any importance was our transport reform, the casualisation issue, which I know is creating a bit of 
drama, but I'm sure they'll, everyone will sort that out. And yeah. uh, the gig economy. And so it was yeah. a it was a, a, a high, low high, uh, and then felt disappointed, although uh, gobsmacked and bewildered. But anyway, that's, that's well, where we're at, mate. I'm, I'm glad oh. you're uh, gobsmacked and bewildered because I sat there when I heard about it in utter disbelief. We were told that in fact we were emphatically told that uh, you were never going to split the bill, even when that was asked for previously. We're not splitting the bill. Take it yeah. as it is, like it or leave it. And now we find that there's obviously been some sort of a deal done with the crossbench to get mm. this thing through. Um, I'm not saying I don't believe you when you say you didn't know, Glenn, but Jesus wept. I mean, you're the man that was mostly responsible for the transport part of that bill or the investigation that went into drafting the legislation. And yep. to not know what the hell's going on with the bill that you're been so intimately involved in and care so much about, I, I, I'd find that a little bit disappointing if I was you. Oh, I'll put it this way. I'm not going to sugarcoat this, mate. Look, I'm, I'm happy with the bill being split so far to the point where the hard stuff's through, but, I'm, but uh, mate, I was... No, I can't lie to you, mate. I'd love to put... You know, there's an old saying, Mike, you can put as many hundreds and thousands as you like on a shit sandwich, but when you bite it, it's still a shit sandwich. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that's the case with this, but I was... Yeah, gobsmacked, mate. No, no idea. No clue, yeah. no heads up. Didn't know, mate. Mm. Yeah, well, mm. I don't understand and, it. I don't understand it. It's, uh, it seems as though the bits that we're most interested in... Um, it, certainly makes, it certainly makes Michael Caine look a little bit odd because when I spoke to Michael about the bill going through as an omnibus, uh, he did say to me, oh, it's a strategic decision that's been made to to get the transport part of the bill through uh, in the best possible way. And yet here we are, whoever decides to split this thing's made a liar out of him. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, mate. I'll, I'll, look, I'll take it from an objective angle. Now, yep. you know, like I listen, I've got to say this, mate, the closing the loopholes part that addresses um, same jobs, same pay and wage mm. theft is huge for our industry. Make no mistake okay. about that. It's Absolutely cool. huge. Sorry, mate? I said, of course it is. It is huge. Yeah, yeah, it is huge. And one doesn't go without the other. We, You know, we have to have all of it. Because as you know, and a lot of your listeners would know, there are companies that run around saying that they're good people. They get supported by other people who say they're good people, but we know behind the scenes that they're not good people. And we know that yeah. they, uh, they use the loophole to sign off enterprise agreements and then create their own labour hire companies and then no one gets employed through the company again. It's all labour hire. So we know that happens. Yeah. We know that there's waste. We know waste in the transport industry is, 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 is mate, it's, it's a... Sure, as the sun comes up and the sun goes down. But honestly, I wish I could say to you, I knew this grand plan. I had no idea. Uh, and now I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm hearing bits and pieces where, oh, look, you know, like I, I did have this conversation with Senator David Pocock where he said, well, the transport seems a no-brainer, but he's got a problem with the drink. Everyone's sort of saying, except Jackie Lambie, well, she didn't say the, the transport's a no-brainer. She did say to me, we've got to get it fixed. And I did say, we'll vote for it. That'll help. That'll be a good start. I did listen to her speech in the chamber the other day because I was sitting in the president's chair while the president was having smokos. And um, she said that she's uh, in her her own particular way, you know, like, I'm not convinced on the transport because of the owner drivers. And I'm thinking, what the hell does that mean? 
I've had yeah. that many conversations with her about owner drivers. Owner drivers have conversations to her with her about owner drivers. So I don't know what the hell she's talking about. But I just have to keep living with my fingers crossed, thinking my the, the fight's not and, and Craig, the fight's not over yet. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, well, it's something that that I think a lot of people struggle with when you know so many people have been representing the industry from so many different levels. Every association has come yeah. together and supported this, and you know I, I sort of you, you try to put this scenario together. Whereas, say I was sitting there in in Parliament as as Senator Craig, and every angle of an industry is telling you they want these reforms, and yep. and you say, nah, not sure about that, and and you actually don't know jack about the industry, and mm-hmm. and you're willing to withhold that. I find that. Um, Probably very, very complicit as a as a politician that you're sitting there with the balance of power on on a piece of legislation that doesn't affect you at all, but you're making a decision on it that affects hundreds of thousands of people. And you well, know, we want to talk about the cost of living and everything. This still drives the cost of living up, but by, yep. by not not um not having any action it's it's to me it's unbelievable I, I can't i can't comprehend how our elected officials can hold the country or an industry to ransom because of something so personal or in in essence they just don't give a about that it's hmm. you know and and we've heard heard the words sorry mike's dropped off here but you know that those words have actually come from the office of of David Pocock. It's yeah. not a priority for them. So, you know, what is a priority to them? It's, you know, good point. Yeah. No, uh, do they... Craig, welcome to my world, mate. Yeah. I've been I've been banging my head on this wall for years. Yeah. And, and but, but mate, it's it's not just the crossbench. Yeah. There are 37 other senators, apart from the crossbench, That's who right. have just blatantly said, we're not backing it. Mm. No. And well, for the last... You're right, mate. Yeah. But it's that we have the opportunity if... You know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, it's up to the crossbench now. Mm. And we are in the hands, and it's particularly, particularly Senator Pocock, Senator Lambie, Senator Tyrrell, who is... Senator Lambie's running mate, and and Tammy, Tammy Tyrrell, she's a very decent human being, make no mistake about that. And then there's Senator Lydia Thorpe from um, uh, Victoria. Now, Senator Babbitt from Victoria and Senators Hanson and Roberts have made it extraordinarily clear they're not supporting us. Mm-hmm. So we have the other four. It's just not going to do it. And those other senators can speak for themselves. I'd love them to come on your show and tell everyone why they just refuse to listen to the transport industry. Yeah. So, you know, without trying to sugarcoat it too much, a huge chunk of the bill's gone through. If you look at the pure politics, what a Macedonian movement by, by Minister Tony Burke to get that through. Mm. Because it just says to me, well, what's hard about the easy part? Because what's left yeah. is the easy part. And let's say as it is. The casualisation oh. thing will get fixed. It'll get sorted. There's no doubt the deal will be done. The uh, well, dig and the trucking, what is hard about it? Yeah, well, 
what is heart? And can I just say this? Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Craig. You know, and I have said this very loud and clear, and it's up to the Tasmanian senators as well, as the Tasmanian, as the Canberra senator, and and um, and the Victorian senator. I, I couldn't imagine going back now. Don't I don't want the Tasmanians ringing up and throwing arrows at me, but let's say that it is, shall we? Because we never bullshit on this show, right? It's not as though Tasmania is over endowed with billionaires and millionaires. It is a um, you know, you, look. It's, there's a lot of socio-economic challenges in Tassie, as there are in other parts of Australia. I've travelled Tasmania, and I think it's a beautiful place, but there are a lot of working men and women who, who probably don't enjoy holiday homes on the Gold Coast and all that. And I think to myself, how possibly could the Tasmanian senators go back to their heartland in the north of Tasmania and on behalf of all of Tasmania and say, well, we've just told the trucking industry to get stuff we don't want you safe sustainable and viable. I don't get it. And Jackie said very clearly, very clearly when she was speaking to the bill, she absolutely put a target on Qantas and BHP. She did not miss them. She gave them one hell of a whack over the um, closing the loopholes on the labour fire. Uh, and then she did say, my dad was a truckie for 42 years, you know, and, and I'm not against it, but it's, it's all about the owner drivers. Far out. Anyway. Yeah, well, I... Uh I'll have a swipe at Michaelia Cash. I mean, she actually said that the uh, the Liberal government will always stand with business. Well, what she could have said was we'll always stand with big business because unless yeah. I've got it wrong, the majority of the transport industry is made up by small business. Um, mm-hmm. Blokes with one or two trucks or three trucks that carry this damn country. Mm. Now, it will not come as a surprise, I suppose, or maybe it will. I've tried to contact some of the senators that you listed there before, oh, and I can right. tell you now, I can tell you now that from a couple of them, they haven't even bothered to answer me. One of them mm. that did bother to answer me, I got through to was uh, Senator Pocock's office, and I spoke with one of his lovely staffers in his office in Canberra, lovely young girl who I, I shan't name, but I can if I need to to prove that I spoke to her, and uh, I did explain to her the circumstances of why I wanted to call Senator Pocock and get him on the show to have a bit of a chat about his position on the bill. And uh, I was, uh, she said, yes, I'll, I'll present your petition to the Senator and I'll get back to you later in the day. Now, to her credit, she did get back to me later in the day to inform me that Senator Pocock said that he didn't really want to speak to me because the bill wasn't uh, a priority for him at the moment. And... Um, he he wouldn't be wouldn't be speaking to us about the bill. Thank you very much, Senator Pocock. So, wow. so it's that's interesting our... that uh, people can not want a safe, sustainable industry, but they still want to go down to the supermarket and buy their milk and bread and groceries on yep. any given day. So, you know, it, it amazes me, like. It, it, a state like Tasmania is the most mm. vulnerable for for being um, put under a lot of pressure when the industry can't provide. So if if there's a major a major issue with with the transport industry, I'd imagine Tasmania is very susceptible to running out of a lot of goods, as is the well, ACT. As is the ACT. Well. All I can say to you is this, this is not, we're not threatening anybody. We're not going to have a big industrial action or anything like that. 
But my word, I tell you what, I'm going to be very disappointed if this bill doesn't go through because I've been advocating for it for that long now. I've actually been accused of having been wearing red underpants. I've been accused of wearing red underpants. Um, and, you know, that's, that's not the case. I, I said right from the start that I thought the platform that the Labor Party had with respect to transport was better than what we had under the, uh, the previous government. But it looks so far, look, I've got to be honest, it looks so far like we've been sold apart. It really does. I, I wouldn't subscribe to that, mate, because I just can't stress. And no one's hurt, no, mate, no one hurts more than me if this doesn't go through, let me tell you. Not more yeah. than me, as as much as me, but not more. Yeah. But I can't stress how important the the uh, same job, same pay, and the wage and, uh, and legalising illegalising wage theft is to our industry. It's huge. It's yeah. massive, but it's only half of what we need. Mm. You know, yeah. I, I won't I won't lie, but I, I mean, I'm I'm so glad that got through. But I feel like what do I feel like. You know the kid that comes to Christmas and and you can't you're all excited but then you don't get a present you know what I mean <laughs> we only get one oh no you get the present you didn't no I shouldn't say not the present you didn't want I wanted that because it all meshes in so anyone out there or anyone that's making commentary through written publications or oral recordings or whatever it is a nonsense to say we can do one without the other okay I agree. It, we need the whole package and I've heard some commentary that I really can't agree with you know but I respect other people have views and it's just as important to get the gig done mm -hmm. just as damn important and then all it will do is we'll close our loop it would be a magnificent piece of uh, um, um, legislation should we get the whole lot through if we don't get well, put, put yourself in my shoes if we don't get this through who am I going to annoy for the next couple, four years that I'm there but let, let me tell you, this is not something I've just dreamed about since we had a Senate inquiry. I've been at this for 46 years. Mm. Yeah. Well, Christ, what, I, what can I, what I, what I can say is that, mate, I, all I'm doing it is calling it as I see it. And to yeah. me, it just seems, it seems to me, at the moment, that um, I, I, I would love to get in a in a room with some of the politicians that have pulled this bullshit together and have a mm. conversation with them because to me um, it just it just I can't believe I can't believe we're in the position we're in where something that's as important to an industry that's clearly united um, is just being sat on the side with nothing mm. to happen I, I can't believe it but I mean having said that we've got this unity that we've got going on supposedly and I've said before I'm on record as saying uh, my trust level for some of the participants isn't exactly high. Um, where do we go from here? I mean, if this thing doesn't go through, I personally would call upon the ATA and other members of, the, of our industry to go it alone and say this is what we need to do and, and create some sort of an industry body that makes this stuff happen. Well, let's just, like, let me just, let, can I respond to this, Mike? I'll just... Mate, go, 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 go your hardest, mate. I'm fuming. Yeah. You probably get that. No, no, I've heard rumours like that. But, uh, but I, I, I said I have heard rumours like that. So yeah. let's, let's, let's not take our eye off, off the game as it is at the moment. I'm going to say the game, the way it's been played out so far. We must remember after a $24 million blitz, advertising blitz, and I've said it before, I've got to start again for all your listeners. Being led 
by those wonderful champions for the road transport industry, not the Farmers Federation, the building, the uh, the uh, what are the building council? What are they called? The, anyway, the BC, uh, the Business Council of Australia, the Australian yeah. Chamber of Commerce and Industry, COSBO, which is the Council of Small Business Operators Association or something, the Minerals Council of Australia. All these wonderful uh, supporters of us who have put $24 million in to fight that we can't get our road transport legislation, our transport for uh, reform through, because they're all saying we're worried about the owner drivers. And I read every newspaper that has these turds going against us, and not one lazy journalist has picked up the phone and rang a trucking operator, which I'll tell you what, how it happens now. Let this one sink in too. So all the shit that's been thrown through the IR bill in the defence of getting rid of it so we don't send these poor mining companies broke and all this, not one transport association slash um, foundation slash group has come out and said, this is shite. Hmm. None of them, because they are so united. It could be very easily for the transport industry to splinter, but they didn't. And it's a reverse thing here, because you remember in the last couple of months before, before there was other organisations who were 100% opposed. ACA were 100% opposed. They came in on the last couple of months and they actually said they wanted to be on the right side of history. And I have to yeah. say, this didn't give credit where credit's due. They've been good. And that's yeah. coming from me. Mm. They have yeah. been very good, very solid. Matt Munro's a breath of fresh air through there. So yeah. let's just not lose that. So, mate, we are united. There is no doubt about that. Mm. So that's one thing. But let's go back to the real crux of the matter. The crux yeah. of the matter is what you said at the beginning. How dare do a group of senators sit there and go, well, I can't be fudged listening to the industry, so for some strange reason I'll just say stuff them. Mm. So we've got Yogi well, back here. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, come back in. Yeah, can you hear him now, Glenn? Uh, hey, Yogi. G'day, Glenn. How are you, mate? Thanks oh, for coming brilliant. on the radio, mate. Yeah. It's been yes. gotcha. very interesting to listen to you speak. It's it's just so damn frustrating. I wish I could bullshit and say I was the architect of all this and I have this magnificent Machiavellian plan to make it all happen. But anyway, mm. anyway, I can't lie because my memory's not that good. Take, it's not it's not house of cards, is it? No, it's spacious. Well, if it is, mate, I don't know how to play. I've just always, mate, mate. With me, you know, with me, it's what you see is what you get. And I just mm. wish that there were more um, people standing up for the road transport industry. But anyway, mm. that's someone else's job in a few years' time. Uh, but we can't give up yet. We've just got to keep pressuring these these um, senators. And 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 let's not forget. Let's not forget. This is a political statement. The Lib Nats have made it very clear that they're not going to... You, you heard Michaela Cash. And like you said, Mike, and I've been saying this all the way around the nation, mate, we are small business. So since when does Cosboa speak for small business, but we don't count? Mm. And I did put that to the CEO of Cosboa. He copped it. Yeah. He agreed. He got that. Yeah. It's just well, false. But, but again, Glenn, what, what frustrates me is we've got four or five people here on, on a cross bench... <laughs> And also mm. the other um, Lib Nash, you know, representation here that are that actually holding an industry to ransom over something that the whole industry is saying we need. So we, yep. we we do have some choices here as as the punters. We we elect these people, 
So everyone out there tonight listening, you have the right to ring your local member tomorrow, regardless of whether they're Liberal, National, Independent or Labor. Whatever. Ring them up and and tell them that you you need this reform to go through as a as a driver. Send them an, send as them an email. A, yeah, as a small business operator, they they need to know. Like our local member here federally is is national and they they well and truly know my stance on this but these people need to buck the trend and actually make a decision if you know we've all seen that that um that parliament can actually get together and make decisions within a fortnight about what things should be should be passed and what shouldn't so th- this is a purely bipartisan agreement that should be just put through it's an industry that's in crisis it's an industry that supplies well, it's, the whole it's, nation with their it's goods. It's not a bipartisan agreement, though, Craig. No, I it's just said it, no, no. it, 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 it should be. Oh. So, there's a difference. so they, they need to get together. Surely there's enough libs in there or nationals saying this is good for the country. It's not just about one industry. It's what's better for the country. And, you know, so why can't they just get together? and make this happen but we do in this particular situation have four or five senators on a crossbench that are holding the whole thing to ransom and and in my opinion when the whole industry is banded together you know that's criminal in what they're doing so that you need to contact those those um those members well, yep. you can contact them. You can contact them, but if they won't talk to you and they won't listen to you and they won't answer you, I mean, then you know what you've got for a representative, don't you? Mm. And I'll tell you what: if, if I was if I was living in in the ACT and Mr. Pocock was representing me, I'd be fairly bloody annoyed with him, you know, because to me, he's got a responsibility to answer to his constituents. He's got a responsibility to answer to all of us. They all do. Mm. They so, all do. Can I give you some? Can I just give you some numbers again, if I can, please, guys? So this legislation, the, the hardest part, not the simple part like ours, the hardest part, went through because Jackie Lambie and Tammy Terrell and David Pocock and Senator Lydia Thorpe all ticked off on it. Now, mm. I know that it was Senators Pocock. And Lambie. Now, Senator Tyrrell is one of Jackie Lambie's team. I didn't hear it from her, but the other two made it quite clear that our trucking stuff wasn't going to go through. It could have all gone through last Friday, and I could have got an even bigger surprise. But it was them that said they weren't ready to put it through. And don't quote me on those words, but it's not going through. Not yet. And it was like, yeah. you know, walking around, like one minute you're as happy as Larry, next minute you've got your lip on the, on the bottom floor and you shouldn't have. <clears throat> I shouldn't have. It's, 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 it's a damn good start. And it's just through common sense. If you've done the hard part first, what is the big deal with not getting the easy part through? Mm. There's going to be no opposition from our industry when, if and when that goes through. Now, I've got to tell you, so, didn't Pauline Hanson p- perform like a train field? Oh, didn't she spit the dummy? <laughs> so if you if you've got to make if anyone any you got make friends with Pauline, ask the wife. It'd be great to know. I've tried, but she won't support it. She's good at spitting the dummy, Pauline. I uh, I, I'm 
surprised some of the times at the positions that she takes. But, you know, I, I, what I want to know is who decided? Who made the decision to split the bill? Oh, the decision would have been made by the, um, by the uh, Minister, Tony Burke. And I'll tell you what he would have done. He would have sat there and thought, well, this is better than what we had before. This is the biggest chunk and the hardest chunk. And I'm only assuming, I haven't spoken to him, because if I was in his shoes, I would have gone, this is too good to not grab. I would have done that. I would say that. It would have been too good not to do. I can't bullshit. But I'm so how long does it, But how long, does it ta- how long does it take, Glenn? You've been playing the, this buddy's political game, and I think it is a game sometimes, for quite for quite a while. How long does it take to get something listed as, a, as what it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up in the House for discussion or a vote or whatever? It doesn't happen in five minutes. It does, you don't start at the start of session, oh, by the way, we're going to vote on this bill today. No, it doesn't no, happen. That. No, so how does it, what's, the, what's the process? The, it's, well, the process is, is the urgency of the government. So you know the government's formed in the lower house. You all know that. In the yeah. lower house, we have the numbers. So the government will determine with one eye on the Senate what is their urgency. And their urgency, as we've seen, I've been talking from my side, has been, you know, cheaper health care, uh, uh, cheaper health care, you know, the medicine stuff, uh, fixed up the aged care facilities, uh, the $300,000 TAFE places, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then we got caught out with the um, with that bullshit system, that that situation got dumped on us a couple of weeks ago with the decision of the High Court, so that takes priority. But to cut a long story short, if you've got the numbers in both houses, or the numbers to agree to it, you can do it within weeks. There's no argument. Well, we've, 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 seen, we've seen that uh, with the... Uh, with the um illegal immigrant thing. We've seen it happen a yeah. couple of times where things seem as though they happen fairly, fairly bloody quickly when, it, when yeah. there's the will to do it. What, right. what, what disturbs me is that there doesn't seem as though there's any real will from some of these people to get involved and get sorted out of an issue, as we've already said uh, several times, that the majority of the industry that the bloody bill's directed at says, let's go ahead and do this, please. Well, let's go one step further, Mike. Let's say exactly how it is. We, we, the government, put this bill to the Parliament in oh, September, wasn't it? September, I think it was, or October, early October. We put the bill up. Yeah. And then we got told to get stuffed. And then Jackie and uh, Lambie and Senators Lambie and Pocock pulled out four pieces with the PTSD and the silicon and uh, um, yeah. domestic violence, I think it was, and said, we only want to vote on that. And quite rightfully... When the government said, no, we're not just voting on that, the whole package. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was, uh, and I don't know when it all started, but it was last Thursday, in it came. Bang. And I'm not going to condemn the government for it. I think, well, good on you. you got the hard bit through. But what about well, us? What's, what's the back scratch? Your... What's the back scratch? What are we giving the independents to come over the, to come around the, the, the end of the, the bench and vote on your side? Oh, what no, are they getting mate, out of it? I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard nothing. I've heard, no, there's been no... Mate, I wouldn't have a clue. Christ, I didn't even know this was coming. <laughs> but but, but right. I'm going to say something here, Mike. Here's one for you and your listeners, Craig and Yogi. Mm. Mate, I'd yep. give my arsehole and shit for any ribs if it got through the bloody... Uh, my part of the legislation. I'd, I'll wheel and deal. I'd tell you right now, I wouldn't care to get it through for the for one of the most important industries in our buddy... in our nation. And let's put this as is. Wheel and deal, big deal. Wheel and deal. Just get the bloody thing through. Mm. Mm. So we still have this, this will come back in February, Glenn? 
Yeah, February. Well, we're back on February the 6th, and I think it's slated. Don't hold me to it, Craig. It's slated for the second, I think, the second sitting week or the third. Don't forget, we still got this stunt. There's another Senate hearing uh, January the 27th. That didn't go away. So they're still doing that, and that's Senator Tony Sheldon, who's the chair of that, not me. Um, So they're still going down that path. So hopefully Senator Pocock might want to engage by the 27th again, let's hope. And I don't want to slag him out because I want him to come across. You know, him and I, I'm not speaking out of school, Um, uh, he made it very clear to me when we first started talking about it that, you know, I won't use the word no-brainer because I can't remember the word, but he had no dramas with it. Now, obviously, he's got some problem with the gig or something, I believe I've heard, but he hasn't said that to me. But something's holding him up. And I would hope, I would hope that when he does re-engage after the break, and everyone needs and deserves a break, um, that he would see it in his uh, best interest, or the best interest of the road transport and the clientele of the road transport industry, but just get it done. Mm. Get the damn thing done. It's never been the case that variations in freight rates has pushed the bloody price of anything up or down. But anyway, that's 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 where I'm at on the thing. As I said, you're you're fully aware that I'm I'm fuming about it. I'm annoyed. I'm mildly insulted that you can't even get a, a simple answer out of some of our representatives. Um, mm. And I will be I will be chasing after them again. And since some of you do listen, and I know that you do. Uh, you're perfectly welcome to come on the show and have your say yourself. I've invited, I invite anyone to come on the show and have a say about it, whether they're a driver, whether they're a, uh, a senator. I mean, as I said, Glenn comes on here with an invite. Uh, he, he, he sometimes says, oh, I've got something to say and we'll do that. But for the most part, we're getting crickets and I'm, I'm extremely upset with that. I really am. Um, mm. I'd, uh, yeah, I, I can't believe the way things have gone somewhere. Now, we've got some other tough stuff for you to answer, mate. Now, the easy stuff. I yeah, know, the now, the easy stuff. The Fitzroy River Bridge is back open to traffic, mate, and I saw you were up there and you are having a bit of a buddy, bit of a go, and you know, rightfully quite happy that is piece of infrastructure has been restored. We don't have to drive hmm. over that board anymore. What's the story yep. with that going on up there, mate? All right, mate. Do you want the whole story? You want me to start from the whole beginning? It'll take about five minutes. You ready? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leading towards the question, All right, let's do the structure thing. Yeah, look, this magnificent bridge, fantastic. 280 metres long. It's longer than the old one. It's dual lane. It's got a walkway on it. Oh, the uh, everything on the bridge, everything on the bridge is Australian. How good is that? There's nothing imported. They worked 24-7 to get it done. They came in, I think, about 200, under, 200 million under budget and nearly 12 months. So it's a very happy story. was up there for the opening. There was everyone you can imagine there, and there was a big fanfare, and I drove the first road train across it. There you go. There you go, it's lovely work. <laughs> so, what, so to hey, put it into a bit of perspective there, I, I, I was offered to drive it, and I said very clearly, not only if the driver is happy with that, because I'm not taking a man's truck off him, to which yeah. I was told, driver's got no problem because the driver's the drone drone pilot. There's a, yeah, there's right. a drone pilot, and he wants to drone it, you know, or whatever you call pilot it. 
So yeah. lovely guy. I'm not going to give him up, mate. A lovely guy. Yeah. And I drove Don't straight get... into Fitzroy Crossing that morning, yeah. and I didn't go straight to where all the pollies and all the bloody dignitaries were. I went straight to the Centurion truck. Oh, actually, I went into Nyali and had a shower with, and, and yeah. because my mates opened it up for me. And I said, yeah. I'm going to go see the driver, introduce myself. And he said to me, Glenn, I do not want to drive. I said, mate, you've got to make 100% sure because I don't want to get slagged out. Or he said, no, I want to drive the drone. Mm-hmm. He said, I've got this brand new drone. I bought it for whatever amount of money. He said, I can't wait to yeah. get it up and I'm filming. And he said, and I don't like cameras and I don't want the media. I said, okay, brother. Yep. I said, well, here's the keys to the car I'm driving. So when you're finished, yep. I'll be on the other side. Come over. And that's how we did it. Yep. So what was the bridge, Glenn? What was the bridge? What The bridge... The bridge wasn't... Hey, hey, you you said up, it. He's not saying anything. What are you doing, Yogi Bear? Hey, no. Nah, oh, you can't hear me. We've lost him. Oh, can, you hear, can you hear Yogi there? So I what was the bridge? No, nah. nah. okay. nah, we're gone. There's all. <laughs> all right. We've lost, lost Yogi or... or uh, yeah, we have. Seems though Glenn can't hear Yogi. So. Neither can I. Ah, can uh, you? No, can't hear him. No, he's gone, yeah, that's why. Yeah, so. Buddy Telstra. It's probably down the Federal Hotel in Cannington. It's probably happy hour. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's where he's probably gone. No, no, no we wouldn't do that. Yeah, we uh, we tried, to, tried some new uh, phone lines here and yeah, having a bit of an issue with one of them. It's not, um, mm. not hearing everybody, so... Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Funny, it needs to put its ears on, mate, Rob. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's 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 truck on, so to speak, mate. Um, your uh, your state premier over there has been copping a little bit of a hammering on Twitter today, and I I think on on other forms of social media as well. Some people are calling for his head on his on a plate. They reckon um, he was driving a road train without a license, without a medical. Yada, 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 and I'm afraid, mate, you were video on that event, so do you want to tell us what happened there? Absolutely. And can I just, and so nice to be able to talk to you because 6PR over here are running it, and I messaged yep. both both jockeys, disc jocks. One uh, yep. um, didn't ring me back, but he put a thumbs up to her. The other one rang me and said and asked me what happened, and then he said to me, oh, there's no story here. I said, no, sadly. And that was yesterday, but then he decided to run a bit. But anyway, and so I'm so glad and wrapped to be able to talk to some journos or some industry specialists who have got half a friggin' brain in their head to think, let's go to the source first. So here we go. Well, let's, so, let's do that. Let's do that. Right. Yeah. So, so there are three empty trails or a bit of back freight or something, bugger all, right? So I come across the bridge and there's people lined up all the way along and they're all happy and they're all waving, all part of the crew. Then, for those who don't know, when you come down from or come across from Falls Creek into Fitzroy, you've got the Fitzroy River Bridge, then you've got another single lane bridge, which is Brooking Channel, and then on your right-hand side, you're on Great Northern Highway, on the right-hand side, there are three buildings, and they're about, oh, I suppose, let me just say 40, 50 metres, about 50 metres off the road. And one of the buildings is Dean Wilson Transport, that's his yard, Next to that yep. is the Fitzroy Workers' Camp, which is all oh, eight-foot fence with razor wire and all that. And then next yep. to that, before you get to the first intersection of Forest Road, is the 
Coles Express, which used to be the old Shell Roadhouse. And all of us who run up there, and I've been running up there since 1980, remember that there's there's a there's a um, dirt track road to the point where it's about 30 metres off the Great Northern, runs parallel to the Great Northern. This used to be our unofficial road train assembly area. So when we right. used to pull in there, we used to break up the trailers there and we'd run down and do our pickups and our deliveries and that. Since, all right, it's not a road, it has no name, it is, and caravans pull into it, road trains pull into it, you know, if they're going to stop and get something from the shell, it's just a track thing, but was good enough for a, for a road train assembly area, only a tiny one. It goes for about, oh, look, I'll say 100 metres, and, and I think I'm being a bit generous, so let's go, it, that's all it runs for, 100 metres, like a big truck bay, right? Yep, yep. So I pulled off the road, and when we left, we had seatbelts on, and and we just crawled along. But by the time you get off the bridge, and I've gone through every gear in the 18 speed, which, is, which only brings me up to 55, to get to just before I, I slow it down, and I turn right to access this road train assembly area, truck bay slash dirt track thing, right? And I got the three trailers off the road, and then I said to the Premier, we had about... Oh, 30 metres to straighten it up. And, and look, if anyone wants to hang me, it could be 40 metres, but I'll cop anything, right? And I yeah. said to the Premier, you want to have a pedal? And he said, oh, no, I wouldn't be allowed. But I said, nah, of course you'd be allowed. I said, you're not on any, mate. If you're not on a road, it's not gazetted. I said, as long as you get in, put your seatbelt on. And I said, we'll do a film. We'll do a real uh, a, a, a corny little uh, Merry Christmas thing, right? Okay? So... We both get, well, I open the door, I'm waiting for him, he comes around, he gets up, and I said, grab the handle there, grab that there, don't fall out, right, get in. I said, now just wait, shut the door, I said, I'll come around the other side, so I get in the passenger side. Then I say to yeah. him, now, first thing you're going to do, adjust the seat to how you want it done or with this steering wheel. So he adjusted the seat. I said, now put your seatbelt on. So he put his seatbelt on, I put mine on. I showed him where first gear is on the 18 speed. I said, now, that's the gear you want to go in. I said, so put your foot on the clutch, Feather it, da-da, you know, don't jam it, don't. And he put it into gear. I said, beautiful. I said, now, see that red button? I said, that's the trailers. That's the, that's the air for the trailers, right, the brakes. I said, the yellow one next to it, because it's the Kenworth, I said, that's your prime mover. I said, so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to knock off the trailer brakes, then knock off the prime mover brakes. I said, and all you have to do is give it a little bit of throttle. I've assessed it. I said, you're not full of drugs. You're looking healthy as buggery. You're not falling asleep. This is really easy. We're going to do 30 metres. And hang me if it was 40, all right? And I said, yep. just keep your revs. Just just take your foot off the accelerator, off the uh, clutch. So give it a bit of throttle. I said, and keep your revs around 1,200, 1,300, 1,400. We'll just mosey up there. To which the whole time I filmed him, you saw how long that took. So if it's 50 yeah. metres, hang me. And then he pulled up. The Horton fan okay. came off, right? So don't worry about that. So he pulled up. And I'm going to say this, gentlemen, and I'm happy for any other ones that add anything. I will use any any opportunity that comes to me to get a decision maker in the cab of a prime mover because I locked the doors and I said to him, and I'm going to chew your bloody ear, this is when we're going across the bridge. And I make no apologies for a politician who is a decision maker to get in and just get the feel of what we've got to drive. Mm. So when we're going across single lane bridges, which I said to him, like Brooking Channel, Blue Bush and Two Mile. I said, they've got to be wide and premium. We've got to keep this construction going. And he was absolutely 
gobsmacked them because you know yourself when you first get in one, you look in the mirror, you shit yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. You're not a lot of drunk, a lot of drunk in there. Right, and gentlemen, that is it. And I'm happy to answer any questions. And I can tell you the lies that I heard coming on the radio today. Oh, thinking at me is all the bedwetters. But I'll let you ask questions, and then you've got all the nut jobs who have got the got a snout on with the premier over guns, or um, because he was the health minister when they had to have the vaccines, and nothing to do with the truck. But anyway, I'll I'll leave it there and throw questions, guys. Well, I, I've got no more questions now. I was going to have a great time and. Yeah, you know, and and uh, and and sort of nail you to the wall a little bit on it, but there's no story. Let's, let's move on. Hey, Mike, I forgot another part. I forgot another part too. And and, and I've got no problem copping criticisms from truck drivers. I've got no problem copping criticism from those who know that part of the world. But I'm damned if I want to cop it from dickheads who've got no idea about trucks, no idea about no, transport, no. no idea about Fitzroy. But here's the other no. one. The Shell Roadhouse, or the, the no, it's not a Shell Roadhouse. The Coles Express has got cyclone fencing all around it because it's out yeah. of action. Well, it's open, but the roof of the canopy blew off a couple of weeks ago, so it's a construction site. So no one can yeah. access the roadhouse from that dirt road where I was. Yeah, I forgot well, that bit too. Well, all I've got to say is that you know that you know that Twitter's a cesspool. It is. Yep. Yep. And uh, you, you know that I'm you know, fairly active on Twitter because I live in the cesspool sometimes. You do? And I do. And uh, I've been known to comment on things and rip up people left and right uh, yep. for things that they may have done. And I'm thinking to myself, well, Jesus Christ, Glenn, here we are with a, with a bloke who doesn't have a licence and because uh, as far as I was aware, he didn't have one. And uh, I, I hated to think... I mean, I can understand why you want to get people in the cab of a truck, right? And if he does it all the time. It's the only mm-hmm. way to do it. The only way to do it. Um, but I was very... I, was, I, was, I must say, when I first saw it, I thought to myself, dear Lord, this bloke doesn't have a licence. I don't believe he's got a licence. Glenn may have made a tactical error here, um, getting a photo opportunity. And, and look... I, uh, I don't begrudge you the opportunity to get the photo because it's one of those things that needs to happen. We do have to do a bit of bit of uh, promotion sometimes. But having said mm. that, I had several direct messages over the last day that pointed all this out to me. Uh, people that do listen to the show, they, now they weren't aware that you were going to be on the show tonight. But I, <clears throat> in all good, in, I've got to maintain my credibility too. And if we had you here and I didn't ask you that question, I think my credibility would suffer. And yours as well. So I'm pleased to see that there is a reasonable answer to it. And at the end of it, uh, that's done. Thank you very much, Senator. Mike, I'm glad you did ask. I was trying to get the bloody 6PR. They wouldn't talk to me. But here, can I just... But here's another another thing. There's a few more things I've got to say. The amount of vile... Now, now, there's a couple of things. One is the uh, 6PR, that that, that, um, trash box, leads in so the first person they get on, the first person they get on is Heather Jones yesterday. And Heather said, this is magnificent, this is what we do over here in WA, you know, we welcome it, blah, blah. Then she went and quoted to this Gary Adset, who's full of crap, she said that... um, in Dampier, there is a site, a Rio Tinto site, 
that yep. has quads on it, but it's private property. And all the drivers, because she's the assessor and the trainer, have yep. not got MCs. They've got a HC. But because well. it's private property, it's not a gazetted road, not a problem. So there's the hypocrisy. She told him that, but that wasn't good enough. He still wanted to have, how can I get a gotcha moment? Mm. Now, here's another one. This morning they start off and they ring up, and look, I, I don't blame them, but they ring up the opposition leader here, who, who I have met, and, and I haven't seen him for 20 years, and he, he was a bus driver, school bus driver, and he's a decent man, all right? There's no doubt about that. But he's got the opportunity to hand some shit on the, from the Premier. Well, that's the political game. No big deal, no worries. But he got on there and said, I have ev- um, I've been told that the Premier drove the 300 metres over the bridge, and then he was driving on Forest Road in the middle of Fitzroy. We weren't yeah. on friggin' Forest Road, and he didn't drive across the bridge. And I'm just thinking, well, Mr. Love, I know you're under pressure, but you should just check. You shouldn't just listen to the last person that spoke to you before you made the phone call. Mm. No, uh, uh, or a bit of fact-checking goes a long way sometimes. A bit, bit of fact-checking does go a long way. and, and uh, Yeah. And can I share another one with you? Can I share another one with you? The, the, oh, the look, clown no, there. no, I've got it. No, I've got it. So... So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On the Road with Senator Glenn Stirl. Call in, Mr. Watt. I've always wanted to say that. Welcome to my show. Um, okay. No, here's the other one. The message that they're sending out that the Premier, because he didn't have a licence, he doesn't have a licence, he doesn't need a licence, all right, because he's not on the Gazetta Road. Um, so he should be jailed, he should be fined. So what message does that send to every decent farming family that every child in that family learnt to drive on the family farm or family road? Mm. I mean, serious? Geez, there's some peanuts around. That's anyway. right. You know, we, we all did that when we were younger and that's how we all grew up with this passion in the industry because there was probably a few indiscretions. But, you know, there's obviously been a lot of stuff that's gone out over, over the Twitter and the Facebook and the news that is just hasn't been fact-checked at all, but sure. someone tried to sensationalise a story um, out of nothing. And, you know, if um, I, I do support you there, Glenn, when you say, you know, putting putting someone in the seat of a truck, even if it's a, a mild experience over 100 metres of pulling a, 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 a triple or, or whatever, it, it's something that gives them a better understanding of, of how we can move forward in the industry to make things better. So, you know, instead of um, posting all this crap on Facebook, maybe people should just sit back for a minute and go, hmm, not a bad thing, not a bad thing. <laughs> hey, can I give you another one? Sure. <laughs> no, 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 I've got to do this one too. And and, and there's, uh, there's these peanuts saying that Centurions paid me and paid my uh, airfares for Christ's sake, I flew Virgin uh, uh, Economy, Perth to Broome. I flew Virgin Broome to Perth Economy, and I borrowed me mate's car in Broome because I couldn't get a friggin' hire car because the Broome hire car companies will not meet the last plane on a Saturday night because they want to go home. Mm. Now, does it get me better? I mean, seriously. Well, it's... it's yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't doubt that people would say that stuff, but I, I do uh, know because I've, I've sat in the same room with, um, with you, Glenn, and and the good people from Centurion, and I know exactly what uh, both of you lot do for supporting different well, charities and things across well, the country. So let me just get it out, get it out there right now. I asked Gwen for some help to get 
some people to Alice Springs to celebrate the, what we were putting on the hall of the Wall of Fame out there. Glenn said he would help me. Centurion came to the party and helped out uh, as well. Glenn actually sat his ass in a truck and donated the money that the driver would have earned, which is what he does, mm. to, to help put the bill to pay for the uh, accommodation and airfares for the recipients of the History Makers Award that we were part of. And yeah. I, don't, I don't see anyone else stepping up and doing that. I really don't. And uh, I, I feel a little bit naughty now. I've sort of asked him a question that might have been a little bit rough um, without, without giving him a heads up. But, I mean, having said that, having said that, um, it yet again reinforces the reason why I hold the man in the regard I hold him to. But I don't care who knows it. There you go. Good on you, brother. Well, you know I'd never lie. So, every look, my, my, mate, my life's an open book. Mm. Everyone knows there's how many drivers who have got my number. They know how to, they know how to get hold of me. But well, as I just look, I'll leave you alone, guys. Nothing's going to stop me to continue advocating for this fantastic industry. I've got another four, four and a half years to go, then it's retirement from me. Mm. I hope yeah. that this is all done and dusted early next year. So I can put me foot up and uh, put me feet up and just actually start, you know, sitting back thinking, well, that's a great industry, and thank God we've done we've made some changes. I'll keep advocating. Yeah. And look, the majority of the trucking families, mate, they're decent people. It's just the idiots on the cesspit that is. Yeah, thanks. Well, what can I say, mate? You are the minister for shit houses, showers, and bloody potholes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's about my lot in life, I tell you. So, so uh, Glenn, you, you will be attending the National Road Freighters Association's. Uh, conference in Shepparton. Oh, oh, Craig, I'm not going to miss it for the world. I'm coming down the night. I'm coming down early in the morning from Canberra. Uh, no, I'm going to come down the night before. No, I'm coming down the night before, mate. The night before. And I'm going to stay Friday night, so we'll have to catch up and shift yep. a few gears. And then I will be there for all Saturday, and I'll stay for the dinner on Saturday night, and then mosey back to Canberra on Sunday, mate. Wouldn't yep. miss it for the world. So... But I'm really interested because you've got a line-up of pollies coming and I'm, I'm really keen to hear what their take on, on the closing the loopholes and what's going on and how they love the transport industry. So, well, we've yeah, got a, well, We've got a couple of crossbenchers coming and we've had a few that have uh, declined at this point, but that, that has... Would you, like would you like to know who's declined to I, me personally? I, I know who's declined. I wouldn't. Um, but... You know, that's not the end of the invitation. So we're still going back to them to see if they would reconsider because apparently it's too hard for some to to get to Shepparton in a split week um, of Parliament, but it's not too hard for others. So I don't quite understand yeah. how that's an excuse. In, so in, in the middle of a sitting session or something. Well, there's some that are doing it, some that aren't. So, you know, it's... Should I, not, is your way of telling me to shut up now? It's great. Yes, it is, Michael. Okay. Is Ballarat Park in Shepparton? Yeah, not far. Sorry, at all. it's in Victoria, so it's not too far from anything. Really. I don't know if it's Ballarat. Yeah. I'd just be. Yeah, I'm just thinking the Victorian National Senator who is absolutely adamant that she's not going to back the bill, and she's the shadow minister for transport. Would have been nice. She can make the effort to come up and tell everyone. But anyway, got an invitation. That's your mind, but I'll be there. Has has an invitation. So anyway, um, it, it is an event which does sit in the middle of that week and as you're saying Glenn that's probably the second week that this bill will probably present itself in the Senate um, well, I think so Craig yeah. don't hold me but I think it yeah. is yeah. So, so we are still 
putting a bit of pressure on some of the senators that have declined at this point. But we do believe, as an association, and I will—I am a, I'm the treasurer of the National Rope Rose Association—and you know, so we we push for these people to come and attend because we actually want to hear why they don't mm. want to support it. So, you know, if if you want to come along and have your say, because we will, we we already do have some crossbenchers there. Um, come along. You, you can buy tickets to come to the event. They're available at www.nrfa.com.au. But, you know, this, this will probably fall in the midst of a very important part in, in Parliament where some of these crossbenchers may just like to listen to what you've got to say. So so come along and, and say, say a bit. And if there are any of these crossbenchers or nationals, libs, whatever, listening out there tonight, you know... Come along and, and listen to what the industry's trying to tell you. We're, we're not asking for great things. We're just asking for a bit of reform as as a unified industry. So, you know, be be part of a history-changing thing. That's all I can say. I'll be there, Gay. Mm. I, know no, you'll be, no, well, I know you'll be there, Glenn. We better let you go, I suppose, Glenn. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for the opportunity to explain. I hope that's uh, clear as daylight for everyone. Um, and, uh, guys, if I... Well, I won't speak to you, I suppose, because Chrissy's Monday week, so to yours and your families, may you have the healthiest and safest and happiest Christmas. To all those out on the road, let's uh, keep on trucking and let's uh, drive so others survive. We want to see everyone get home to their loved ones. Mm. And thanks for everything, guys. And I mean that. That's the audience, not you, Terry. Right, eh? So, so, so all of us. Right, Thanks, Glenn. We'll go to a song. A little bit of, Take care, guys. A little bit of offspring So, yeah, we'll be right back, listeners.
hey, that's something everyone can enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. G'day, Mike. You back there? Mate, I'm back here. I'm still pedalling southbound on 31. Hey, uh, we've managed to get hold of Brad. 
Yeah. Bradley, Brad, or Brad, are we going to call you Brad? Is that what we're calling you, mate? Uh, usually they call me Bradley because we've got another Brad works in the same company. So I always use first. Oh. I'm the OG Brad. Right, oh, well, Bradley then. Um, yeah. Brad, Bradley rang me up and, or he sent me a message first and he rang me up and we've had a bit of a, bit of a chat earlier today and he wanted to come on the show and have a bit of a talk about driver etiquette. Now, it's a damn shame Yogi's not here with us because he's been Delford, but, um, it's a subject that's near and dear to his heart, certainly near and dear to my heart. So, so Brad, we've got about like uh, probably 20 minutes to have a bit of a chat before we reach the top of the hour and the and the show goes. Someone's ringing in. No, I'm just trying to get hold of Yogi. Right to, yeah. oh, all right, oh. No one's going to hear it, so don't worry about it, mate. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're trying to we're trying to uh, get some sort of an idea, mate. What is your, what is it that you wanted to talk about, Brad? Oh, look, just in the last five years, I've been doing this for as long as you guys. I've only been on the road full time for 10 years. But yep. just in the last five years, I reckon just driving in general, whether it be a car or a truck, the standard has absolutely plummeted. Um, people just can't see past the end of their bonnet. They're only interested in getting to where they're going. Yeah. So, it's just ridiculous. And the truck driving's the same, and it doesn't matter where you're from, if you know what I mean. Um, there's plenty of guys in this country that have got no idea as well. You know, you pull out no safe one, no safe one. And, um, yeah, you know, you obviously bought them, you're in the past truck, and that, that's, you know, not derogatory on their truck or anything like that. You, know, you might have to do a drive time. Mm. Um, and yet, they won't back off and let you go past. You know, it's like only got to live for half a second. And I know I've had it happen twice with one particular company. Where they ran themselves into the dirt. One of them's on the radio and he's abusing the hell out of me and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he's got to give way to me and it's just common etiquette anyway. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those things now we see where everybody's just in that bigger hurry to do their own thing that they're not worried about the repercussions on on some, what someone else is doing or someone else's life or whatever. You know, the, the rush to go through um, through roadworks and things like that or to come in on single lanes and the, the need to get around a, a slower combination or whatever, um, to, to gain like three seconds or one kilometre at the end of the day, it, it's beyond me you know, why people put their, their, their own life and other lives in danger to do that. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, a number of times you get over back by someone and then they stop at the next radio. You know, and what's the point? Mm. <laughs> not not much at all. Like, you know, plenty plenty blame it on on the fact that we have work diaries that, you know, that they need to get there because they're not gonna get there in the right amount of time, which I do understand that and um you know, God forbid that there's an accident happens in that in that period where someone dies, it you know no one was fatigued and no one was out of outlook, whatever. It, it's it's such an unnecessary act. So there are there are parts of that that our laws need to change to alleviate that need to be going so fast. Um, I know Michael say pay everyone by the hour and that's not a problem anymore. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were discussing that earlier. Where we might, you get paid by the hour. Well, you know, as long as you're not lollygagging around, um, you'd be fine. But 
we're, we're sort of like trip money, so um, we don't want to stuff around. Well, say, don't know I don't want to hold anyone else up either. I was I was always taught there were things that we taught which were normal etiquette on the road back in the day. If someone was fast enough to catch you, he wasn't going to hold you up if he went around. That's right. That was the yeah, that was the first right. thing. The next thing next yeah. thing is do un do unto others as you would have them do unto yeah. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, now no, I know I know no. I. I know that that sounds incredibly Judeo-Christian, and you know maybe it's wrong to think that way these days. But if you treated people with the respect that you expected, then you know it wasn't a bad thing. And what I'm talking about that I'm talking about blocking people in in rest areas. I'm talking about you know the the, the rubbish that we get now, where some like someone drives through bloody rest areas like it's qualifying day at Bathurst, you know. Um, you know, can yeah. gear shifts and Jake to the exit. I mean, dear oh dear. Um, yep. that, all this sort of stuff. Of white, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, you're talking about that sort of thing happening. What I think personally, the reason why it seems to be evident is that there are blokes that have our vintage of, of uh, hanging up the keys, and some of these young fellas don't have, and I'm generalising wildly here, and I don't want to offend anyone. But some of these young fellas that are coming into the industry now treat it as a job. It's not a... For me, trucking's always been a lifestyle. Yeah, it has to be, you know. And it has to be. Long distance trucking. Yeah, well, long distance driving, to me, is a lifestyle. It's something you either love or you hate. You can do it or you can't do it. And, um, you know... I'm, a, I'm happiest when I'm sitting behind the wheel of a truck looking out at the bottom, listening to some tunes on the radio and out on the open road. That's when I'm at my happiest. I'm at my most angry when I'm stuck in traffic at the, traffic at the M7. <laughs> I'm at my <laughs> most happiest when I'm sitting in my pool having a beer with all the, <laughs> with all the phones turned off and a bit of music playing in the background. But, but how many times have you told me I'm damaged, Craig? Oh, I don't even need to tell you you're damaged. You know you're damaged. <laughs> I know I'm damaged. See, I know my own limitations. I'm damaged. I've got a smile on my face right now. Because someone's <laughs> confirmed that you're damaged. That's, that's right. The sun's, gone, the sun's <laughs> gone down. The sun's gone down. All the big bangers are coming north out of Melbourne. With, you know, I'm going south into Melbourne. I've got about two hours' work to go, and I'm going to be, you know, Looking at the inside of my eyelids in in the bunk. Um, I love what I do. Always have. Always have. Love trucks. Love trucking. Craig, Yogi, and I. I, I can't speak for Craig because he can say it for himself. But Yogi and I live, eat, sleep, and breathe trucks. We love them. Yeah. And it, it causes me a little bit of distress when I see the way things are happening sometimes in this industry. I mean, mate, you're running regularly. Uh, uh, Melbourne Adelaide. I used to run Melbourne Adelaide a lot. I had my cardigan and that I used to wear back in the day. And uh, and uh, yeah, I used to cut poly pipe out of PPI at Gilman there and bring it across to Dandenong. And I used to do all the farm deliveries down around Western Victoria. You know, those are the days. What's it like running running across that highway now, mate? I believe they've got a lot of cameras in from like Canalpa all the way through to the border and, and um, yeah. 
once once you cross the border there at Border Town, um, yeah, it's just cameras from there on. You know, um, the Western Highway's about stuff. It's a beautiful road to look at from the sky, but you know, on a drive over, it rearranges all the furniture in the truck. Yeah. Um, you sort of you get that rat on the way in, and you just get in the right hand lane and stay there because the left hand lane rooted. Yeah. And they're busy putting up barriers, you know. And no one wants to be on the road. That's why they're running off the road. It's smoother out in the scrub. Yeah, yeah right. So, yeah. But, you know, you're talking about joke breaks. Well, my other pet hated people coming through your uh, road houses and that. And the joke break's got a sweet car allowed to turn it off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They come into a parking bay at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, fair enough. You can joke break slow down coming in off the highway. Once you're in the parking bay, turn the bloody thing off. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually something that yeah, you don't need to do and there's that's where we talk about a bit of etiquette on the road. Yeah. You know, it's like pull it, pulling into to a rest area and and um finding, you know, the furthest position forward. Um yep. yeah. which for me was always an essential because it was probably a fair chance mm-hmm. I was gonna wake up there or I used to want to get out of there. So mm-hmm. you go to the front but it, it was amazing that people that would park um, the closest to the toilet and get in the way of four yep. or five trucks. Now, mm, I, I yeah. do understand there's some situations where someone might need to do that. Um, mm. But, you know, in, in essence, you know, it is a bit of etiquette that move, move the furthest forward. Um, yeah, don't park in a spot. Like, oh, I've, been, I've, I've had it happen to myself where you wake up in the morning and there's a truck that's actually boxed you in. Yeah. Um, which, fair enough, if if there was um, a real need for it, but I've probably put myself in in a position in that parking bay that that didn't need to happen. So, yeah, yeah there, and, and there was plenty of other room, but it's yeah, it's a challenge, and it is a thing that, you know, in in some regards, there's not enough places to pull up, but yeah. Yep. So the etiquette wow. training. Um, you know, people in cars or caravans or something, when they pull into into bays that are shared, you know, where where the, where the best spot for you to be is. But it's educational. We we have to show people how to do that. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's, Bill, I like was saying before, the young blokes coming into the industry now, the few that we're getting, um, they, they're not being taught by dad because, um, you know, they're not allowed to go into a lot of the DPs and stuff and see how the job's done. You, uh, and, and you, you know, you 
you park in the right place, you give other people enough room, you show a little yep. bit of courtesy, you don't you know, you don't get loud and abusive and carry on like two bob watches. And if you've got something yep. to say, get out of the bloody truck and say it to the man's face. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's more than enough there's more than enough of these clowns that want to get on the radio and rip your head off and all that sort of thing. They're more than you know, big men on the radio, but they won't say it to your face. Um, yeah. I I struggle sometimes with with the way some people are being treated and the way some others are being portrayed. And in fact, I mean, in our first issue of the magazine, um, the, the Let's Be Frank column sort of addressed uh, a, an issue that's becoming more and more prevalent. And I honestly think it's something we should deal with as an industry to try and change the culture. I would like to, in fact, let me say this right now, I think I'm going to try and advance a position where we can get you know, prominent people from the industry, where we can get prominent people from the industry bodies and prominent people from the big companies to say, let's be civil to each other. Mm. Let's have a, let's have a, let's have a little bit of, for the God, for the want of a better description, a bit of harmony, a bit of bloody respect, because we're all yeah. out here dealing with the same thing. Um, and unfortunately, wow. um, some people aren't taught what what should happen, and I think that's the problem. I don't know about you, Bradley, but I think that's the problem, mate. They're not taught. Yeah. I even just said I come past Broadford, Broadford was cold, but yeah. um, you know Jeff was going mental, and somebody's playing Indian music over the radio. Uh, and someone gets on there and gets stuck into whoever was part of the radio, tell a Raj to go home, and all this other crap. Now, truth be told, that probably wasn't an Indian doing that. Uh, you know, they were looking for a boy. <laughs> the, other, the other part so, of that is the bloke that's absolutely transmitting a can't hear you going to him. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't a <laughs> getting stuck into it. He's just looking for a fight. You know, that's all that bloke's looking for. All you're doing is feeding his ego. If he stops transmitting long enough to hear that oh, someone's got a bitten, well, all you're doing is feeding his ego. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, that's, if that's not one of the most immature acts that yeah, right. you can ever see... You know, put a broadcast over radio. Like, if if you're actually doing that, regardless of whether you're doing Indian music or you know, you sit there, hold it on for your favourite song. If you want to listen to your favourite song, listen to your favourite song. You don't you don't have to hold the handpiece on, right? You know. So again, this is part of the etiquette in of how we we teach our younguns on how you act or don't act while you're on a public road or, you know, even for the fact of, um, you know, how you act over the UHF. You know, I remember as a kid, you know, when we had a UHF at the farmhouse and we we did, we had a, a quite a quite a large area up on the roof because we needed to communicate, you know, between between the farm and town or, or wherever. And... Um, you know, even at times that language that come over the radio because people have switched to a different channel, you know, there, there is a, a level of etiquette you've got to have. If you want to make a, comments these days or whatever to your mates, get on a phone and make a phone call. It's quite easy. Or send a Snapchat or do whatever where it's not sitting in the public domain where everyone else can listen. So... Oh, you got to... Go on, Bradley, go on. Say what you have to say, mate. Oh, look, and, and that's exactly it. You know, you got guys in caravans and whatever. They 
They're driving up down the highway, and they'll have their radios on Channel 40, and they hear some of the crap that's on the radio, and that, then they uh, think that all of us are like that. You know, that we all, every second word is, you know, yeah. bad language and all that sort of thing, and that's not right, you know. Yeah, Brad, I turn my own UHF off when I'm driving because I can't yeah. stand the crap that's on it. Yeah, and, and, yep. and then, of course, then of course we whinge and moan when we can see a UHF aerial on the caravan and they won't communicate with us. That's because they've turned yep. it off because they're sick of listening to the rubbish. Mm. And the other part yep. about this is that we blame, we blame the drivers who come to us from overseas, and I don't care where, where they come from, as long as they can drive, I don't care. But... You know, we, we carry on that they won't communicate with us. Well, why would you when the first thing someone's going to do is start going, whatever, making stupid noises and carrying on like a child? Why I wouldn't listen to it either. Mm. So, you know. Well, well, I can tell you now, after stuff I hear on the radio, I can't even understand because blokes can't even pick up the handpiece properly. Well, that's the other thing, you know. You know, and, it, and it, I'll tell you this, if if the words have ever come out of your mouth, put, put, ding, ding, you <laughs> need to get out of the industry and go and find something else to do because I'll tell you what, I've got no respect for you and neither does 90% of the industry. That That's the most well, ridiculous yeah. thing I've yeah. ever heard across the radio. Like, really? Yeah. Grow yeah, up. Well. Talking to, I was talking to the CEO of one of the major transport companies only yesterday afternoon, and I was surprised when he told me this, but their company, the company, has uh, a, uh, a policy where any drivers of they're employed by um, does anything to bring the company's name into disrepute, carries on like a two-bob watch or insults or aggravates or threatens anyone they're unemployed. It's an instant dismissal offence, and that includes the UHF radio. There you go. Good so, we're not on our own. We are not on our own yeah. in thinking it. Mm. And thanks for, with you, thanks Mike. for coming you, on. You can either drive the truck or you can't. You know, yeah. I don't care what company you can You can be an Eskimo for all I care. We yeah. haven't got enough drivers as it is. So, and we've got people on the unemployment list. Well, why the hell do we need to bring drivers in from overseas? So, if we've got people that, you know, Oh, I need a job. I need a job. Oh. I'm not doing that job. Mate, you know, there's right? a whole can. There's a whole can of worms there, mate. We've got yeah, three minutes left, and you go and you go and pull me. You go and pull me tail like that. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sort of yeah. stuff I expect from Forsyth and Kendall. What are oh, you doing? Yeah, <laughs> three minutes. Yeah, I did hear a the other night on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Hey, dear. Uh, yeah. Before I go. Um, yeah. Yogi's uh, thing on uh, Coffee Southland, that's the best Coffee Southland I've heard, mate. That was brilliant. Well, mm. you should ring Bruce up. Send Bruce a message and tell him that, mate. Well, we'll, we'll certainly yeah. let him know, and thanks for saying so. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was no, a I good... heard a lot about Yogi that, yeah, I didn't know, you know, he's just your average bloke. Like, like you said, he yeah. does a lot for the industry. I didn't realise he'd only just started the uh, Kendall trucking when um, he did that. Yeah. We're not far off um, the end of the night, but it's got a caller here. We're going to bring in. Hello. Oh, how you going, Doug? Hey, how you going? Good, mate. You're driving and your phone's terrible, mate, but we're just trying to bend yeah. in this last five just minutes. Fix, just fix it now. 
because you've obviously got something to say. You've tried a couple of times. Yeah, I just wanted to add my little little bit in if I'm allowed to. Right, eh? Yeah. So you're on the area with Brad and Mike and me, and so we're done. Yeah, yeah, just... Evening, fellas. Couldn't agree with more of what you're saying. Another thing I wanted to add in there too: if you're having a really rotten day, it's not hard to have a chat to someone. Like I was in a DC thing today, it rushed off my seat. Heat's going on. I was running behind. You know. Um, this certain DC centre, a lot of the guys that cart out there, I see them a fair bit. And, um, you know, all of them, they're a bit of a cultural melting pot, blokes from everywhere. It doesn't hurt to walk over, have a laugh, a joke, and I ask them how their day was, even though your day might be bad, it doesn't hurt to walk over. And, you know, what? Right after I had a few conversations, cracked a few jokes, five minutes later, it's like there was no stress in the world. Mm. You know, like, that's right. It's, it's that, them yeah, little things right. like that can completely make your day amazing. And you're like, I've got to say, too, there is still a little bit of courtesy up and down the road. It, it is fading, but, like, tonight, I was travelling with a couple of blokes from Nolan, and they were absolute gentlemen, good operators, and, you know, I let them around, and, you know, I like to think they'd do the same for me. And, you know, like, it's not like like you guys were saying earlier, it's not hard to have courtesy for the other bloke, because one day you might need to bag someone up. So... You, you do as them as they you do to them, like bring them up. I said, Are you heavy? Are you light? And they said, Oh, we're light. And I said, Well, bring her in because I'm heavy. I'm only, I'll only hold you up. Because I know next time that I'm, when I'm light, I don't want to be held up. So I'll let them go. You know, the next time when I'm light, I might need someone to let me go. And it's like, like right. we're saying, do as to one as guns to you, you know? I will do exactly the same thing with caravans. So if they call me up and they get me around, I always make sure that I tell them, you have a good holiday, thank you very much. You know, and you try to encourage them to do that sort of thing. Oh, 100%. I, I had a couple on the breeze the other day. It was uh, pouring down rain. You know, they were not as comfortable as I was getting along the way I was. And... um or they let me around. I made sure I thanked them and appreciated, made sure it was appreciated over the year. Because you never know, another bloke might hear that in a caravan and go, oh, well, maybe they're not all, you know, so and so's that we think they are. And next time you might get a bit more leverage out of one. That's right. That's my theory. Yeah. Yeah. Righto, fellas. Well, thanks for calling in, both of you. We've got to go. Yeah. It's the, uh, we're, we're, on, the hour. we're on the hour here, so... Yeah. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you again. And remember, we're doing the live show on Friday night this week. We'll be replaying it on Saturday night because coming up to Christmas, we've got some important commitments next Saturday night that we want to want to attend to in person. Party, party time. Well, whatever you do, don't let go. You pick the music. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll, I'll pick the music then. Right, right, guys, thank yeah. you. I'm All right, just guys, I've seen that one. And, you, uh, yeah. See you, I'll catch up with you later. Right, right, thanks, guys. See you, fellas. So, Mike. That's it. We must finish off with the only line we ever have <laughs> when we're well, finishing a show. We will say, I'll get it first up, yep. Yep. special thanks to Queensland Rail. Yep. Know your truck and height and Indeed. size does matter. It does indeed. But we will be here on Friday night. So we will yeah. be live Friday night. Um, we all have prior commitments on Saturday night. So we'll do Friday night and um, replay that on Saturday night. But, yeah. Michael. Yes. If you can't be good. Be spectacular. Friday. In, uh